Welcome to Reality Blows. My name is Nick Maritato. I'm Ashley Brooke Robert. This is a podcast all about reality television. That it is. And on this particular episode, we will be recapping the challenge, season 36, episode 10, Amber, Amber Alert. Alert. Woo woo. Amber Alert's a pretty serious thing to tack on to a dumb challenge episode, correct? Yeah, it's definitely not a James Bond movie. <laughs> right? That's for sure. Exactly. Like Amber Alert is uh for those who don't know, it's like when you get a little vibration on your cell phone because a child is missing. Yeah. Uh which I love that they'll they'll diverge from the espionage uh motif if uh into it, real world child trafficking <laughs> alerts yeah, it's like uh i never really understand um it's interesting dr silly finger or whatever you know they're doing like james bond movies <laughs> dr silly finger <laughs> yeah didn't they have one episode with like it's gold finger whatever it's <laughs> The fingers are silly. Dr. Silly Finger. That's a great fake Bond name. I, I, You know, before, Ashley, a little history for those out there, a little TV history. Did you know that uh, before, like, um, we had, uh, like, digital uh, television where you would have, like, what would be known as, like, an info button on your cable remote control, there were no need for episode names. So a lot of television shows before a certain time didn't have names of the episodes. Uh, so if you go and look at like uh, Friends episodes or anything that you see repeated or any really, I guess, episodes before a certain time, they've had to come up with those names like after the the show as now that it wouldn't existence. be in the TV guide when you got the old fashioned no, paper it would be TV like guide. check out Jerry going down the street like it wouldn't be like this episode is entitled. The hmm. puffy shirt. It would just be Seinfeld. No, 9 it would be like Seinfeld's on 9 p.m. and Jerry has to, and uh, George or Kramer's wearing a puffy shirt. You know what I mean? It wouldn't. Uh, it wouldn't actually have a title. So it's interesting. I'd like to pitch a title here. Yeah, go ahead. Caught in amber. Caught in amber. Trapped in amber. Trapped in amber, like like a like a like a fossilized yeah. situation. Yeah, trapped in amber. Instead of Amber Alert. Listen, can we just g- jump right into yeah, we, it? Yeah, we can jump right into it. I, I'm starting to think about t- this episode that we're about to recap, and I'm, I'm like, eh. I'll be honest, guys. I didn't love this episode. It was it was a it was a C plus episode. A C plus episode. B-. I have some I have some I have some commentary on on the show. I mean, itself. thank God. So. Oh yeah, you did have like a huge insight about the season as a whole I'd like about to, halfway through this I'd, app. And uh, we noted it when I when I had my epiphany while we watched last night. And let's let's talk about it when it happens in the episode. And guys, I'll just say right now, it's worth listening to this whole episode for to hear Nick's <laughs> genius insight because it really did help me understand this format in a more significant way. Yeah. Well, we'll talk about it. You know what, Ash? I think you're right. Let's jump into it. This episode starts with a good old-fashioned um, recap of what happened last week. I'll just go through the hits. Time to recap the recap. Amber B. and Gabby have issues. The challenge of the day was a trivia day. TJ had fun. Amber B. and Darrell win. Nani campaigns against Teresa. Teresa goes against Casey in the crater and goes home. Casey stays with her partner, Leroy. Amber and and Corey are now partners and there's only two more gold skulls left for women did i talk about on this show last week about why Corey's partners uh you know Corey at this time i guess amber is his fifth partner sixth partner it's his sixth partner mm-hmm. um i think so or his fifth one or we're the in two. the f- yeah we're we're up there but like uh the idea you know she, he he just had a bad kind of pull of it in the beginning every time you know the way these shows work is like you have to 
um, you know, kind of keep pounding on the same team in order to not make new enemies. And so he had the luck of the draw of being one of these people that had a team that was being pounded on early in this. And so every time he gets another partner, she was like, might as well throw them in because the compromised agent mm. is somebody or that, uh, you know, has a target on their back. You know what I mean? The, 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 the solo, what do they call the agent that's by themselves? Rogue. The rogue agent is like a person who's like, well, that person's already been voted in, so we might as well continue to vote them in. And so, I don't know, right there, I think it's... It's kind of a tough hole to get out of. And and I wonder if they continue using this format, if they're going to work out some of these kinks. Um, I have a question for you. Yeah. Who was Corey's first partner? Corey's first partner was... <laughs> I don't fucking remember. It took me a while Who to was remember. It? Do you, do you want to sack it? No, just tell me. I'm 90% sure it was Tori. <laughs> Corey and Tori, first partners... Guys, you're screaming at us at home. I don't know. I actually can't remember. Let's. Do you want to pause and find out? Yeah. Hey, guys, we're back. It took us far too long <laughs> to figure this out, but I found it. So uh, his first partner was Tori. You're right. Um, but, you know, I'm looking at his partners right now. You know, uh, in this episode, is, uh, his partner is Amber and then uh, Teresa before, Ashley before, Natalie before, Tori before. These are all people um, I would maybe accept for Natalie uh, because she was taken away from us uh, in a different way. These are all people that had, um, uh, you know, Teresa, Ashley, and now Amber, big targets on their backs. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, it, to me, it, 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 if you are a rogue agent, that is bad news probably for you. Um, and I think that's what this show is showing through Corey's story here. So, I mean, I don't know how the hell Corey is going to get through the rest of this season, uh, at this point, he does not have a gold skull. Who knows? Maybe uh, in, at the end of this recap, he might. But um, I mean, I think we uh, we're, we're kind of have a highlight on Corey a little bit just because, you know, I feel like Ashley and I in the beginning of every season, it's like, well, is this going to be the Corey season? It seems like he's like the underdog that we have been waiting for the win as far as on the guy's side. Yeah, right? he's made the finals like three times. You well, know, I guess we keep Leroy is that him. person, but for some reason, I don't count it. I almost feel like Leroy is like a vet who's just kind of meddling in this situation. He's like on a different tier. We've moved on from that, I feel I like. Think, uh, I think America may have moved on from Leroy getting this win, in my opinion. If you're like a, if, if you're a casual fan and you're like, I love Leroy, I hope he wins. Or if you're kind of like a Stan fan who's like, Leroy's got to win. But if you're a person who just watches these shows for the competition and you just love watching each season for whatever the season is, like I do and I assume also Ashley does, you kind of want that story to feel right. And I think uh, the stories need to sort of mimic the stuff we see in the movies and in television and in books and in comic books and Corey is that person that's gotten so close and still young enough and in the zone and can compete and if he wins it's not because he's a vet where everybody's like gotta let Leroy win not that Leroy is getting that from other people but there is a sense of like well I wouldn't want to take Leroy out it's probably his last season he's been doing right. this forever and ever like Corey's not like that people still want to take his ass out and so it's still like a complete uphill battle for people to uh you know uh, want to give him any sort of uh, luck in this game um, so I don't know I just feel bad for Corey I guess is what I'm saying and I feel like that this could have been his season but the way that the format is uh, in particular 
you know, on on this rogue agent part of it. It's not working. It's not working for Corey. It's, not it's working really for not working Corey. for Corey. And that he's also true. got like a hex. You could see these girls like they're looking women mm-hmm. uh, looking at uh, him like, oh, boy, am I going to get the hex like mm-hmm. beyond Corey? It's just like all bad juju <laughs> when it comes to uh, being Corey's partner uh, during this season. So. I can't believe he doesn't have like a name yet. You know? What do you mean? Like, um, like uh, Calamity Corey <laughs> or... Uh, Cuckoo Corey. Or like, what's a word that means... Uh, Cocky Corey? No, but like you put, like he's got a hex, Cursed Corey or cursed something Corey. like that. Mm. Um, okay, let's jump into this first episode. It starts after the elimination. Casey has sent Teresa home. We see her walk into the house, a champ. She says in an interview that she feels great. Three people from her big brother have her big brother alliance have gold skulls. That's her, Fessy, and Josh. Now she's just got to work on her other big brother alliance, which is Amber B. We see Amber M and Corey, their partners, and then we see Kyle in an interview say Corey can't hang on to his partners. That is a theme. Yes, we've spoken on that. We have spoken on it in depth. Then we see a, a little interesting scene. It's the bunks. CT is talking to Devin, and they're kind of just discussing what partners they think are the strongest, which ones could possibly win the final. Um, CT says that he thinks Cam and Kyle or Casey and Leroy will win the show. And then he's kind of talking about... How the- do you feel about those uh, picks? I mean, both of those teams, both partners have gold skulls. Cam and Kyle both have gold skulls. Casey and Leroy both have gold skulls. They're both going into the finals. They're both great teams. I agree with them. I think those are pretty good uh, picks. Yeah. If I were to pick somebody right now to win this thing as a team, um, you know, I think... uh, those two both have probably the best I would say Casey and Leroy yeah um I did say last night that it's just like I feel like just like Fessy's just gonna win this whole thing Mm, mm -hmm. um I, I don't know though I'm not too sure um, then we have CT kind of talking about like the next guy's elimination. What are you going to do if you win? And what are the chances of getting the numbers on Josh? Like, what are the chances of us getting Josh into the crater so we can get that gold skull? And then he also saying like, kind of asking like, will you put me in if you win? And Devin tells CT, if we win the daily and we get to decide who goes in and you want to go in. You're my number one guy. And then Nam is his number two, is what he said. Yeah. So that's how that goes. And uh, also, he basically looks around after CTS, like, do we have the numbers for Josh? And he goes, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. We have the numbers for Josh. Uh, everybody who has a gold, all the people who have, all the guys who have the gold skulls who are protecting them now, because for, don't forget, there's no more gold skulls. Now, if you want one and you're a man, you got to steal it. So um, he's like, they're going to want to, all the gold skull guys are going to want to protect their gold skulls. And so I'm going to be able to get all of those uh, votes to go against Josh. So Josh has a target on his back. That's who everybody's going to steal that gold skull from. And big time. The way that Devin is speaking about this is that it's a done deal. And then CT says, like, what if Gabby wants to get her gold skull? You know, Gabby is Devin part, Devin's partner. What mm-hmm. if Gabby wants to go down in there? And Devin's just really quickly brushes it off. Yeah, who cares? Who cares? Then we see Fessy talking to Gabby. She's laying in her bunk. He's standing up. He's he's giving her little lovey-dovey eyes. Um, 
he's talking she's talking they're both talking about her going into elimination and fessy saying like would you switch up your partner because you would be a fool to stay with Devin." yeah and you know also this whole like uh, little situation which does end in a in their first kiss mm-hmm. um, is that their first kiss or are we led to believe that that's their... well, I, I i'm led to believe that but as far as i believe that's their first kiss. Mm. Now, I find it funny that his whole, it seems like the entirety of this uh, game that he's throwing at Gabby and like their whole flirty relationship is him being like, you really think I'm kind of like, uh, you know, full of myself and egotistical and really I'm just like a shy guy. People mm-hmm. don't realize that. Like I'm introverted. Mm-hmm. That I've is heard his him, thing. That's all he ha- has said to Gabby through like every and four everyone. episodes we get, we get this conversation. He said it to Corey as well. I wrote down Fessy does his introverted speech. Yeah. That's his like thing. I'm a shy guy. I'm introverted. I believe that. Um, do you believe that? I believe it. I believe it. I believe he's got like a little bit of anxiety when you speak when speaking uh, to to people, and um, you know. But he's also not. He doesn't seem like he's scared to go after what he wants because right. he seems to be on the attack on Gabby. It's never. He like, might be introverted, but he's not suffering from low self esteem. No, it's like never like Gabby like strolling up to him and like sitting on his lap and like giggling it's always like him like on one knee like taking her hand and being like you realize that i love you (laughs) i mean he doesn't say that but you can tell in his eyes he's very smitten with gabby it's interesting because do you like this relationship no interesting why i just don't feel anything for it you know and and i know gabby from Love Island UK and when she was dating Marcel she was a lot more you know and this could just be like being you know getting older and being in reality TV for a while but she you or her her okay she was a lot more like bubbly and fun and excited like she doesn't like I have seen her be sort of lit up by the attention of a man and that's not what's happening with Fessy well you gotta you're like they're in like a fucking bunker you know what I mean they're on their toes yeah they're not on Love Island strategy game that they have uh, I as far I've seen sporadic episodes of Love Island walking through the room and uh, as Ashley's watching and Ashley it, it seems to me that there could be strategy on Love Island but it just seems too out of their hands like it really it's like you have I mean to, the strategy is to be liked and to be in love yes and it, <laughs> it's a different game um, so I, I imagine maybe that's why we're not seeing bubbly Gabby but I will say that this is a good Gabby episode I've gotten to know Gabby more in the past couple of episodes uh, uh, episodes this episode last episode so do you like her i do like her yeah actually. i like gabby too um she's got more personality i think than a couple of the gals on this show uh the new gals um i go back and forth with amber m i'm not you know i feel like she has so much potential amber m mm. but she's like stifled by like not knowing how this game is going to turn out and not wanting to ruffle feathers in the wrong way and kind of playing it safe because i feel like if you had amber m and she was this was her second season or third season i think you would get like a little bit more attitude and a little bit more gameplay and a little mm. bit more strat. You know, you get just her turning it up a little bit. I feel like she's not turning she's the burners on. She's kind of holding on. herself back. Um, I mean, she was more entertaining on on Are You the One than she's here, but she's the new the new kid. You know yeah. what I mean? And Amber B, who also is still in the house, 
no personality. I'm getting nothing from nothing. her. Nothing. I, I, she's making, and also I, it, I'm like having like a bad Big Brother month. Yeah. So it's I am like fully on the Devin I hate Big Brother <laughs> side of this house. Like I felt it so much in last night's episode. I think because we're watching so much Big Brother right now. Where I'm like, yeah, Big Brother is full of fucking dickheads. Like yeah, it's we full should of get them out. We're the liars. challenge. Like why are they here? I love that Devin has like just. I mean, even if he does doesn't really feel that way the the he's such a smart reality television person where he's like i'm gonna take this brand and i'm gonna go against this other brand i love devin i love devin i love devin i'm sorry i am now back on a devin train big time i love devin i i understand that he's unlikable yeah of course i get it but I, the idea that we are the challenge and they are the big brother, and I Thank like God it. someone's saying it and, and making that a thing. And it's like, who else is fucking doing anything? Also, the people that I want to be like, yeah, let's go versus big brother are like on big brother sides. Like Anissa and Leroy, it's just like they're all kind of like Cam. They're all kind of intertwined with this yeah. big brother alliance in a way where like they're not able to... I don't know, rise up against this block voting that's going on in the house. Can you imagine how boring this season would be if Devin wasn't there? I mean, give me a break. I want a challenge versus Big Brother. By the way, this is so off topic. Not really. It's on topic, but we have to get back to recapping. But as you guys know, if you're watching, if you're listening to Reality Blows this month, you know Ashley and I are watching Big Brother 19 If you're listening right to our Monday show, you know we are watching Big Brother 19. We've mentioned it on here a few times. And it's killing us. And this is the Josh season. It's also a season where there's a character name, a character, a person named Alex on the show. And I, I am like, I hate this person on, on Big Brother, like surpassed how I felt about Josh. Josh, I love now again, like We're back on, to on Big Josh. Brother because everybody else is so despicable. Um, but there's uh, this woman named Alex on the show. And I was like, oh, people must hate her. And I, and I, I uh, Google it. So I found a uh, post that about she was asked to be on i think last season of the challenge <gasps> and she declined what declined to be uh on the show yes i'm so happy wow. that she wasn't on the show it makes sense she's messy and shitty she's also on the josh season you know what i mean like you yeah she could have like why so did she decline i think after her uh appearance on big brother 19 she took a lot of mm. critic criticism for the stuff that Some she did. Public to this. lashings. There's, you a, might there's say. an older man named Kevin who's like a Boston guy who's like in his 50s who has kids. And he, I, I, this is probably news to you. Yeah. But he walked around, she walked around the house in the particular week we're watching right now. Don't tell Brother, me, don't tell me. Walked around the house and no, you're not going to see it on the show. They, did, oh. they gave her a great edit, started saying that he, she remind, he reminds her of a pedophile <gasps> and stuff like that and was talking shit about his kids. Oh and, my God. And stuff. And, and uh, you know, the Big Brother Reddit is up in arms that the feeds get to see what Alex does and uh, people at home they don't get that part wow 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 wow, so anyway super sorry folks (laughs) it's reality TV related it is challenge related this could have been a person on the show who knows she might show up one day but uh, listen I'm just saying that Devin is like living out my like fantasies this season of like put Big Brother in their fucking place Mm. okay yeah they get good ratings I understand. It's a good strategy game. I love the game, too. But But it ain't the the challenge. challenge. This is the challenge, folks. All right. So while Fessy and Gabby are having this little moment, you know, we get an interview from her saying she likes him. He's opened up to her. Blah, blah, blah. They're being cute. They have her a little kiss. 
MTV is playing Love Will Tear Us Apart. Love Will Tear Us Apart. Why are you playing this, MTV? Nick and I were confused. We like Joy Division. I understand that. Makes sense why you're playing it in that way. Great song, but... It has a message. Is this foreboding? That song has a message. We'll find out. And it is not what we're seeing. We're seeing two people who really like each other. Well, at this point, this is what I thought. At this point, I'm like, oh, their love is going to tear Devin and Gabby apart. Yes, that's so what that, I assumed that, that, That's well. what I assume Because in this conversation, I would say the big highlight from it would be that uh, uh, Fessy really trying to convince Gabby to ditch... Devin and, and Gabby has an interview where she's like, I'm not telling Devin all of this, right. you know, because he wouldn't be happy knowing it. Yeah. That takes us to the kitchen where we see <laughs> I need like a counter. Like I need someone to go through and count how many times we see Lolo like attacking uh, Nam is... and Nam just looking at her trying to like absorb what she's saying and speaking calmly and you know he's like paying attention she's just like says something nasty to him looks down you know like it's just uh nam and okay we're in the kitchen you guys and nam and t- is talking to lolo about how uh they don't get along well, and how listen you can't blame lolo she's an athlete Okay, she doesn't talk. All right? She knows her strengths, and also she doesn't. You know, she's she plays team sports, and this isn't. You know, yeah, Lolo is. Um, she, I think, is being affected by the mental part of this game. She's pretty, cracking in the yeah, house, yeah. and she's taking it out on her partner. Yes, and uh, she's she's seeing her the idea of what the challenge would be like to compete on this show slip away from her because. As people say uh, throughout this whole entire episode, you know, I believe Casey says it at one point. Somebody else says it. They, neither of them really understand this game. Right. I mean, they get it. They get the rules, but they don't really understand, like, how you're supposed to play the game. Basically saying, like, you know, they're upset that they're not competing better or they're ex- they're ex- uh, upset that the, the skulls are going away and they don't have them. And it's just like, okay, so guys, can you let us have our chance at the skulls? And everybody's kind of looking around and being like, no. Yeah, well, let's, <laughs> yeah, we'll save that little bit for later. But right now, basically, Nam is saying, like, okay, if you want to put us in as the house vote, I'll go in. But I just, like, don't want to fight with you anymore it, it it's it's also hard when these two are talking to really understand what they're talking about because Lolo, every single time yeah because lolo's just saying like big abstract things like you know you don't you we're on different pages and it's all about you and then nam like sometimes it feels like he's trying to talk about the game i wish there was one thing we could pinpoint to discuss but unfortunately they have these conversations and they never establish what the argument is about yeah and the way that it's being painted is like they're just having partner problems right at one point lolo thought that she had a crush on nam and now it's like almost as if they're breaking up and that's kind of how it feels here it feels like a breakup is happening and we're watching it so there's an added level of pain here not just like oh i hate my partner like you know you would get from like a devon and uh tory partnership that we saw earlier in this season this is much more uh feels much more 
romantic, like they've broken up. Or well, something. yeah, because this next thing, L- Lolo has an interview where she's like, at first, Nam blew me away. And then now we're on completely different pages. And then they show us a montage of them like meeting and hugging and getting along and then fighting, 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 fighting. And Lolo, go ahead. Yeah, I'm just going to say this is like fi- the fighting, 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 fighting. It's been the same conversation over and over again about miscommunication and it's just them two talking in the house and it always picks up mid-convo, so you never know, like, what sparked this. And you never see them miscommunicate. No. It's never like Lolo's like, hand me that square, and then Nam hands her a circle. Well, you know we what see, I mean? they show the one thing where they were trying to hike with that big tube on their back and, yeah. and run down the thing. And then Nam was, like, running in a weird direction, which I do agree. Like, why was Nam running, like, side by side with Lolo and not behind her? I so, uh, yeah, there was some sort of miscommunication going on. But but what's really happening here is Lolo is pissed the fuck off that she hasn't been called in. And and Nam's whole thing, like, fine, we'll be the house vote. Like, as if that's how it's going to work. Um, yeah, okay, fine. We agree. We'll be the house vote. So that's how it's going to go, folks. Lolo says, one day you're going to realize how stubborn you are. And then in an interview, Nam says, Lolo and I are like ice and fire. And then Lolo at the kitchen says she wants to volunteer herself as house vote. And then uh, she says to him, I have catered to your every move. This is just watching like a couple fight is what it feels like. Or have like a romantic fight. Lolo's having a romantic fight with Nam who is not in a relationship with her and and not having that romantic fight with her. It's painful to watch, actually. Nam is like, that's not true. And then in in an interview, he's like, I'm not going to give up. We're going to make this work. And then back at the kitchen, Lolo's like, I just feel stuck. And I just think that that's her... I think like what you said, she's just having a hard time in the house. Yeah, she's not able to get her skull. And it's like, it's the game dictates, uh, you know, how, whether or not you're going to be able to get this thing. And it really is out of your control after a while. Um, especially the way Lolo's playing, which, um, as she's mentioned time and time again, you know, she just, she's an athlete. She doesn't do anything else. She doesn't have the social game. She doesn't have the political game. Honestly, folks, just because you're an athlete doesn't mean you're going to get your skull. Uh, they have under underperformed. They could win. Why wouldn't they win the fucking thing? They can't do it together. So it's it's a very big disappointment. I'm over this team. Every time I see them, it starts to stress me out. And I hate to say it, but like it's making me I, I like Nam. Nam is so likable. But now when I see Nam, I'm like, eh. Come on, who, what's the next challenger you're going to bring up? Because I just feel like every time I see Nam, I'm going to see a, a scene with Lolo that bums me out. That takes us to the gals bunks. Amber B is talking to Big T about how she feels like some remorse from putting Casey in. She feels like she gave up her chance to get a skull. And Big T's kind of comforting her. Like, you never know with this game. You don't know. And then we see in an interview with Gabby, Amber, She we see Gabby kind of walk by as if she is, like, overhearing this conversation. Who knows if that was just an editing thing. But then Gabby in an interview says, Amber B is the fakest person in this house. I'm not too sure why she's really up in arms about Amber B. I, I, we, they, didn't, they didn't give us enough of that story. Like, I understand she, like, won against Amber M last, you know, I think that and- those girls felt like they had a really solid uh, group. And I don't think Gabby or Amber M know 
they've never played a game like this. You yeah. know, Love Island, like you said, is not like this. Are You the One isn't really like this. Amber B has played a game like this, Big Brother, which is like promising a group that you're with them and then promising another group you're with them. So Gabby and Amber M are taking Amber B's sort of other alliance with Big Brother a lot harder than, say, Cam might. Sure. Um, then we see Challenge has been activated. Woo-woo. We go out and we meet TJ out in this sand. And he says this challenge is called Black Sand Ops. There's 100 torches that are burning out in this uh, field of sand. And buried under each torch is a puzzle piece. Your goal is to find your 10 puzzle pieces and then arrange them in the pattern that a totem pole at the end of the field is is arranged in and whatever team does that first wins there's an element here a social element because if you find another team's puzzle piece you can either tell them hey Leroy we got your puzzle piece or you can go oh shit it's Devin's puzzle piece and bury it deeper so yeah so I mean basically what happens through here is the big brother alliance finds each other's puzzle pieces and helps each other out and everybody else just buries uh, opposition puzzle pieces deeper and deeper. Yeah, we get a fun little thing here where Amber M and Corey call each other Team Cursed. Um, that seems to be a thing that is sure. is said over and over again. Um, I guess that's probably where I got Cursed Corey from now that I'm seeing it here. Lolo and Nam joke about how they get along. <laughs> then we have a commercial. When we come back, Josh in an interview says, I, you know, my my thing in this game and my strongest, um, my strongest asset is that I am in this game working with a lot of numbers. I've got this Big Brother Alliance and it's the smartest thing I've ever done. Right. Uh, unfortunately, this uh, your partner is Nani, and you guys have to do a puzzle. So uh, um, <laughs> let's see if that works out. So everyone is, we see like everybody covering up Devin's pieces. That's a thing. We keep seeing people find Devin's pieces and covering them up. I assume everybody's covering up everybody else's pieces unless they are in the Big Brother Alliance. I really yeah. do because we're seeing the Devin part of this story. And obviously, you know, if you watch enough of these shows and especially if if you recap them, you can tell something's going to happen with Devin. There's a lot of Devin talk in the beginning of this episode. So um, everybody starts doing it. And then eventually. Uh, Hold on. I want to say oh, a Dur- I want to say a Durrell interview quote. Yeah. Just because we're not getting much of Durrell. So when he pops in with a fun interview, I want to give it some shine. He says either we're not digging deep enough or we're just dumb as fuck because him and Amber B are not finding any puzzle pieces. And it made us laugh out loud. Durrell had a couple of. Uh, good interviews in today's episode i so. like the attitude he's bringing to Bring the to the interview because the attitude is kind of like i don't know what's going like right. it's kind of a relaxed and over it attitude sure. that is funny so eventually josh and nani are the first people to get their puzzle pieces uh over and they're starting to complete their totem puzzle um and then it seems like devin and gabby are the next uh, crew to to get them? They have almost all their pieces, but Josh and Nani have a big lead here, and, and they make a really big mistake that I don't understand, which is that Nani is, like, squinting her eyes and trying to arrange the puzzle based off of the key. It's First off, it's not even a puzzle, okay? It's just a memorization thing. It's just, like, a, you, you have a thing with ten pieces. You need to go see how it lines up. The key's right there. A puzzle doesn't have a key right in front of you. But she, instead of going to look at the key, 
to see the pattern. She's like squinting her eyes from a distance, which is probably like, I don't know, 50 yards. You know, it seems like enough of a distance that you would want to go look at it up close. And Josh is like, I don't know. She, she says she can see it from here. And it's like, Nani, just go over there and look at the key and then come back. What are you doing? I actually didn't pick up on this. Oh, yeah. She, I, so I, she, didn't, I didn't pick up on that. That That's was their major flaw. She's yeah. standing at her, the platform looking at it. And then I think once Corey and Amber M. get their tin, they go run and look at the key. And then Nani's like, okay, let's go up to right. look at it. And they blew their lead. And pretty soon, like I would say, I don't know, most of the teams are are right next to one another. You have... Uh, and and and, and they're going at it specifically. CT and Big T, Devin and Gabby, Nani and Josh, Corey and Amber, um, and they're really going at it. We get a weird little moment here, while these teams are are um, chaotically trying to put these totem poles together. We get a moment where Nam tells us that his back has gone out. Yeah, that's odd. And you know what? I thought that was going to be a bigger part of this. Because we see Lolo and Nam kind of walking, and then we get an interview from Nam, you know, where he goes, and then he goes, like, all of a sudden, something's happened. I feel it crunch my lower back. We don't see him fall. We don't see anything. And it, it it's it's strange. This is going to have some sort of effect next week, I think. Because Maybe, yeah. there's no reason for them to include this yeah. in here. It's never mentioned again. But they're miscommunicating. And also, um, it seems like Cam and Kyle can't find their pieces. Yeah. And it seems also like Leroy and Casey can't find their pieces. Right. right? Yeah. And then Big T and CT think they have figured it out. They say, can we get a check? Can we get a check? And uh, from the interviews, I could tell that they didn't get it. Big yeah. T's like, I can't believe we're about to win. <laughs> and then it's just like, sorry, you didn't win DJ's yet. DJ's like, nope. And then that's when Devin and Gabby rush, get their, they don't ever stop, which is smart. And uh, they get their check and boom, Devin and Gabby win this daily and become the double agents for the episode. Yep. Nani says in an interview, ooh, Josh and I need to get ready. Devin has not made it a secret that we are his target. Right. Which I guess is a good thing, right? I mean, if you're not, yeah. right? Yeah, it and is she's a good kind of, thing. And she's kind of pumped about this. She's uh, In it, this interview, she's not, but later in the show, yeah. we see her kind of be like, okay, yeah. Yeah, maybe I should try and get my skull. <laughs> Kyle, in an interview, says, this is why I love the challenge so much. Like, you can have someone like Devin, somebody that everybody hates, who has no power, who can just come out on top. Yeah, and needless to say, Devin having the power at this point in the house is probably going to go to his head. Ah, uh, that takes us back to the house. Devin is literally walking around the house, patting himself yeah, on he, the back. He walks in, patting himself on the back, and I, I like the, um, I, I just like the unabashed. Uh, he's not, he's playing into the fact that he is petty and vengeful. He loves it. Um, but also. I believe he really is. Like, there's a combination of, like, I, this is really who I am, and I also know how to turn it up on when I'm on the show. Definitely. And, and I do think that he really strikes the perfect balance of the two um, in this, where it's not sickening what's what he's doing in the house. He's not, 
you know, grossing me out with the way that he it, it it's it's played up to a very entertaining uh, uh, way. And, and I, like I, I said earlier, thank God he's there to give us some entertainment. Yes, yeah, it's it's fun watching him. In my opinion, I it's feel fun like watching him lord this over everybody. And I feel like he's carrying the show this episode at least. I think he's carried this season so far. Yeah. Um, not that it's a bad season that needs to be carried, but I do think that he's gonna you know whether or not he wins this show or even gets into the finals, I think. I think this is a very good season for Devin and his cachet with this uh with with this franchise because I, I I can't imagine you not wanting to have Devin back next season right and not really is isn't that really the game that's really the game like be asked that's back, a long game be yeah. asked back so this could be your career for the next 15 years CT in an interview says that Devin winning is great for my game I don't I think this happened earlier where CT had an interview but he said something to the effect of like Devin says I'm his number one guy and I trust Devin he's never done me wrong isn't that interesting I've never seen these two real I've never thought of these two as having an alliance but uh, CT is basically saying I trust Devin completely yeah I think the the idea is that uh i think when gabby became devin's partner i mean that made him closer to ct because of big t and gabby's connection mm. so um and also it's like ct's playing a, like a, a lay low game and he's doesn't seem to be connecting with anybody um and he doesn't seem to have a connection to the big brother side of the house and he feels like people aren't allowing him to get his skull too which he's mentioned so I think that he and Kyle and Devin are, I think you can kind of see that, that why they would kind of link up. Mm -hmm. they're, you know, they're all, they're all challenge people and they all seem to not maybe be on the top of the house if, you, if you're looking at just their singular games. Right. I'm mean, sure Cam is doing really well, but I don't know. That took a while for Kyle. So I, I don't know. It kind of made, it, it made sense to me when they were speaking like this. Um. Devin is talking to CT and Nam in the bunks, and he says, once again, the gold skulls are going to do what I say. Nam is kind of like, oh, if we, if you want to do it, and if I want to do it, I can, and then Devin's like, no, CT goes first, yeah, and then you. Um, and then they want to put Josh against CT or Nam, is what these three decide. At another bunk, another series of bunks, we see Josh and Fessy talking. I think Leroy is also there, but we don't hear him say much. And Josh is basically saying, like, oh, we're screwed. They're going to put us against each other. And Fessy's like, no, they're not. They're not going to put us against each other. And then in an interview, Fessy's like, we have the power. Our mindset, this big brother mindset's totally different. And then Fessy says to Josh, I think it's a girl's day anyway. So uh, what do you... What did you think about this con this uh, concept of our mindset is different? We vote in numbers. Like, mm -hmm. I, you know, it's like, what is he claiming there? Like, what's the other mindset? I think he's saying yeah. that, like, we our mindset is different because we're unbreakable. Their alliances are breakable because they they are they form those alliances within the challenge. We formed our alliances within Big Brother. And they're bringing them into the challenge. We, our mindset's just different coming from another franchise. It's not the same. We're playing different games almost. Yeah. I do think that, you know, it's sort of unfair in a way to bring that many Big Brother people into the show. Mm -hmm. I mean, I guess they've had them before and it hasn't always worked out. You know, Josh and Polly fighting with one another and all that stuff. So, but, uh, you know, it's like, um, 
you know, if you're playing, you know, in the NBA, you know what I mean? And, and, uh, it's like, Hey, we're, we're all playing in the NBA and you bring like four NFL players in and it's like, they're playing chess, you know what I mean? Or they're playing tennis or something yeah. where it's just like, I don't know. It, it seems to me like it's a built in alliance and, yeah. um, in a way that, that, uh, this, our mindset is different. Like you don't get it. Like I think is giving themselves too much credit for something that was just laid out for them mm-hmm. where it was just like, Hey, look, everybody gets blue shirts, except if you're a big brother, you guys get red shirts. And it's just like, well, I guess all the red shirts. Should no, stick together. I disagree with that because that's saying we're all coming here and getting our shirts together. I mean, Devin's relationship with Kyle, Devin's relationship with CT, CT's relationship with Nani, you know, these are all relationships that have been formed within the challenge house. These big brother people are coming into a new environment. Environment I d- with I a actually, relationship. I'm, gonna, I'm going to re. Um, I'm going to restate my my idea. Yeah, the the, the so short let, thing doesn't work because so, that's having us so, all show so up. So it's really the idea that like, hey, like, okay, you guys are all in like, hey, challenge people. You guys all beat up on each other and played games so you, you can singularly win a million or half a million dollars for seasons and seasons. You shit on each other online, and you know you have to you have to continue to shit on each other in order to keep coming back on the seasons. The whole thing is about double crossing and backstabbing and then you just bring a team in who hasn't had that they did not play together on the show you know what i mean i i think maybe casey and fessy were on the same season but like it's not like that their whole like career was based on double crossing the other people on their show right it's just like you brought a bunch of people that have no bad blood it's like oh that's the kid from my town it's like right yeah we went to the same high school together right we should stick together yeah no matter what when it's just like we've been in high school together currently and all we do is backstab each other and steal each other's girlfriends so (laughs) it's not like hey why aren't the challenge people because the challenge people spent fucking a decade double crossing each other there's a history there yeah so i don't know i don't really like when they do this they did this with the brits as well yeah um you know for a couple seasons i don't i guess you need new blood but it's i don't know don't bring in american ninja warrior people then to level the playing field because it don't work it doesn't i think we should move on to the kitchen let's do it at the kitchen gabby is talking to kyle and big t about how she wants to go into the crater and she wants to go against nani we have an interview from Devin saying, I'm pretty difficult when I don't have power. Wait till you see me when I do have power. Then we see Devin dressed up in a fun little tux- uh, suit, not a tuxedo suit, but he's got on a blazer. He's got a blazer on. He, he's walking around with a handmade sign that says, Big Brother Sucks VIP Lounge. Yes, and, and our, <laughs> our cat just knocked something over. Uh, what is our cat doing? <laughs> Just fed our cat. And she's treating our house like shit. Yeah, she's lost it. Well, listen, this Big Brother, um, this Big Brother sign. I, you, I really thought this was gonna go over like like gangbusters. I really think this was gonna be uh, uh, a wild time when he showed up in the igloo with the VIP. No Big Brother. Big Brother, keep out. I feel like this backfires on him and uh, does not backfires. It just is kind of a dud and nobody really cares. Yeah, it's not as fun as um, we want it to be. He says that in an interview, he says, I'm a big chaos guy. That's me. Big chaos guy. I like that. I like that. That brings us to a night out in the igloo. Amber M is talking to Corey and uh, he basically is like talking her into going into the crater. 
Yeah, he's like uh, trying to get his own skull. So he's like tricking her into thinking that like it's probably be good. Like people would be like, yo, she's awesome. If like you like nominated yourself <laughs> to go in, like I don't know. Like I kind of feel like that would be the way. And she's like, yeah, like I want to prove that I'm I'm tough. And it's like if Nani said that she wanted to go up against me, I believe she mentioned somebody else too who wants their skull uh, with uh, Amber. But like if Nani wants to go up against me, and I guess Amber B is what she says. If Amber B wants to go up against me, like fine, I'm here. Like let's do it. And and Corey's like, man, I really respect that. And then it's just like, wow, Corey, you pulled like a little bit of magic here. Well, in an interview, he also says like, I need a gold skull. So I think he's just trying to get oh. her hyped. Absolutely. Yeah. He doesn't know. They don't know whether or not it's going to be a girl's day or a guy's day. So, yeah. um, yeah, he's like, please, like people think it's a girl's day, but it might not be. So like, why don't you convince everybody to throw you in? And just in case it's a guy's day, I can get my skull. Totally. And that's what's happening. But he's doing it in kind of a kind of a sneaky way. Um, Gabby is now talking to Devin. She wants to go in. Devin's basically saying like, N no, I have power and I want to use it to hurt my enemies. And Gabby's saying like, I have power and I want to use it to get a gold skull. In an interview, she says, Devin is like not listening to me. And Devin doesn't want to go in there because he already has a gold skull. Yeah, I mean, honestly, in this, it does seem to me at in this conversation he is not giving her any inch here and just being like, "What? how would you feel if we went down? It's a guy's day. All right. How would you feel then? And then she was like, well, I would feel bad. And, you know, but I really feel it's, a, you know, it's he doesn't give a shit, in my opinion. Yeah. About Gabby's game and how she ends up at the end of this thing. Totally. He's being completely selfish here. But Gabby seems to give a shit about Devin and his game, which yeah. I feel like is a mistake on Gabby's part. Well, she is empathetic, and he is not. He is not. He does say here one of my favorite lines of the episode where he's talking to her, and he's like, you have to put yourself in my position as a vindictive person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, he's, and he spells it out. He's like, don't you understand? Like, these people wronged me, and I need to get them back so every, so the world is right again. Yeah. And I do, this is my favorite part of Devin this entire episode, is being so uh, able to express his vindictiveness to another person and us, the audience. I, I appreciated it. It was fun. After the igloo, we're back at the house. Cam, Kyle, and Devin are talking. Devin's saying, like, loudly, any teams that don't vote for Josh and Nani as the house vote are possibly on the chopping block. He's putting that out there. He wants the house vote to be Josh and Nani, and any teams that don't do it could possibly get uh, thrown in. Josh comes over to try and talk to him. We get a little fun interview from Cam where she's like, Personally, I would use my power to try and make peace with my enemies, but that is not Devin's strategy. Josh and Devin are very closely are going back and forth, but then are completely stopped by Big T, who shows up and is like, please don't argue. Please do not argue. Yeah, it seems like the house is completely over the Josh and Devin fights. Um, and honestly, Devin, who's in power this week, makes the smartest move and is just like, I'm out, I'm leaving because Josh does mosey in the room. And I like when Devin points, he goes, no, and he does this to Josh, like once an episode, no, Josh, get out. I don't like you. You can't be next to me. 
Um, and also the way that he says to in this episode about how you you can't be next to me, it's almost as if producers are like, please stay away from each other in the house. Like we don't want you near each yeah. other. Yeah, you're not allowed to be near me. Like that's what he says. And Josh kind of lounging on the couch with like a half grin. And he's like, aren't we here to play a game? I yeah. thought we were playing a game. He's like, I thought we were playing. Like I wonder what he was trying to do. Like he like if he wanted to talk to him or if he was going to antagonize him. I'm curious. But at this moment is when I say uh, Josh needs to get his pots and pans because I did feel there was a grin on his face when he starts walking towards Devin and be like, OK, fine, Devin, we'll do this. I was like, is this guy going to go into like antagonizing mode and uh, grab his pots and pans and start banging them in Devin's head? Because honestly, if I thought I was on the chopping block, I would probably be snap into that mode if I was Josh. The thing here is, uh, you know, and, and a little bit of a spoiler, we're going to realize that it's not necessarily the case. And what we're not seeing here is like everybody kind of turning and looking at each other and being like, Devin wants us to throw Josh in. Like, I don't give a fuck about Devin. Like, right. He can do whatever he wants. He doesn't have any power. And then eventually we have some people who actually say like, Devin has no power here. Right. I believe coming up, it's a Leroy Fessy conversation or something like that. Right. And then there a conversation where Leroy's like, you know, Devin thinks that he has power. We'll get to it yeah, if it's has. in the notes. But yeah. uh, it's interesting. They do remove, uh, Devin removes himself from the situation. And uh, I knew it. When they were coming back, they, they led us to believe something was going to happen. Because anytime you see them like happily walking drunkenly from the ig- the party igloo back to that main house, and I'm like, ooh, they're going to show us what happened after the igloo, that's never good for, uh, uh, it's, it, you know it's just going to be about competing if the next scene after the igloo is them like all hung over in the morning, like kind of talking. But if it's that night and they're all still in their clothes and they're like eating, heating up pizza and shit, I'm like, oh, this is going to be a fight. Um, then we see Gabby, Kyle, Amber, M, and Devin talking. And they're all like, Am- Gabby's upset. She was clearly talking to Kyle and Amber, M, about Devin. Uh, she says in an interview, he's being so selfish. And like, why is he making this the Devin show? The Devin show. That's something. This is what maybe the episode should have been called was the yeah. Devin show. Um, but, uh, you, you know, because it's called Amber Alert. The, sh- the Ambers are like, another little spoiler alert book ended here yeah on, on the barely... beginning and the end of this episode it's not really the amber alert episode it's the devon show episode yeah. so yeah she she's trying to also say that the devon show seems to be something that she's she said before earlier in the episode and she's saying now it's something she is stuck in her her craw this uh devon everything revolves around devon um, then we have a commercial. When we come out, we see Nani and Leroy sitting outside with cups of coffee, just looking like two vets shooting the shit. And um, they're talking about Devin, talking about Devin. And I think this is when you, when Leroy says he basically doesn't have any power. I think this is what you're referencing. Yeah, he, he's basically like, yeah, he wants us to all make the moves and do the dirty work, but it's like, no, I mean yeah. we don't have to do anything. He, Devin, I guess at this point doesn't necessarily realize that people don't care care, and they're also kind of working maybe against him. The majority of the house. I don't know if he realizes that 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 it's uh, you really don't have much power as the as the double agents. I mean, you get to throw somebody in, but really the power of the double agents is to allow yourself to get a fucking skull, and you don't really see that much on these episodes. Lord Leroy in an interview says he really wants to see Nani win. This is like a cute little moment where yeah. he's like, Nani and I are both uh, basically washed up challengers at this point. <laughs> it's and time. 
We need to win. It's time. Then we're at a gym scene. We see Lolo, Casey, and Nam talking. This is what's happening. Lolo's on a bike, head down, riding her bike, yelling or or belittling Nam. Nam's standing there trying to make a connection to her. Casey's not looking at either of them. Nam says, okay, he asks Casey, like, who's the house voting for? And she's like, I don't know. And and Nam's like, well, what about us? You know, what about us? And then in an interview, Casey says... Nam wants to be the house vote. I don't think they understand how this game works. They just works. don't get it. You can't just be like, I'm the house vote, and then you're the house vote. It's like everybody's going to still vote for who they're going to vote for. It has nothing to do with helping you out. Yeah, then they just start, then Nam and Lolo start arguing. She's like, so you want a new partner? And Nam's like, I thought you wanted us to be the house vote. This, to me, feels the most like a couple fighting and breaking up. This, yeah. And this is a very awkward scene. And, and it's just, there's a lot of like muttering under the breath and walking away and shouting stuff at one another. And like Lolo is like, once again, like looking, like looking down, like she's about to cry. And Nam is like, has his hands up in the air and being like, what is going on here? It's, it's not, it's not fun to watch. And um, honestly, like, sayonara you two like uh, you're not you're not helping this season out yeah you guys athletic prowess at all i would say you are the biggest duds of the season lolo says you want space how about for eternity how about about for eternity eternity Eternity. You want space? How about for eternity? Nam walks away and he says in an interview, you know what? I'm realizing this relationship, this partnership with Lolo, it's never going to be fixed. It's not going to be fixed. And also, like, I like when he is walking away from this conversation. He's like, this is so stupid. And then she's like, I'm not stupid. And yeah. then he's like, not you, the situation. God. <laughs> like walks in. It's like, ugh, that's just so awful. That brings us to the deliberation. Everybody's lined up talking about who they're going to vote, what the House vote will be. Amber M says she's ready to go in. Target's been on her back for a while, and now she's ready to go in there and get a skull. And Dur- Co- Corey's like, Corey's like, Wow! Like, can you believe her? Like, yeah, he's like crazy? first girl like, to re- to uh, um, volunteer herself. First I think girl. I think we should all like respect that, right? Am I yeah. right, guys? Like, put put them put them in, put us in. Darrell in an interview says, "I don't know what Corey has fed this girl, but she is pumped to go in." Yeah, this is really funny. And you know what? I thought she was he was going to make a comment about her posture because I do. She like takes up a whole couch cushion. She's like. Got her, her ar- yeah. arms on her back like she's like, you know, her, her broad, broad shoulders of Amber M. And like they're puffing her chest she's, out a little body bit. Body language is super confident. Yeah, yeah. Um, then we see Lolo head down, kind of watery eyes, be yeah. like, I want to be the house vote. And I, and I don't care who I go against. Yeah, and I'm just I'm an athlete. And, and she says, I want to put some separation between me and Nam. Yeah, Nam's she- like, yeah, we need new partners. So if you guys <laughs> could help us out. And then like... Literally, like Lolo's, like if you have a heart, yeah, she you starts would put crying me in and help me beat you in <laughs> in the final. She starts crying, asking the house to put her in. Um, then we get an interview from Darrell, being like, "Yeah, this is not my problem. This yeah, is not it, my issue." It's, it's like you know, she, 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 oh, she's like, I, I have no more political moves. Like, what political moves are you making in the first place, Nam? Um, you mean Lolo. Whatever. Yeah, Lolo. <laughs> Both of them. Corey says, uh, I appreciate you speaking up. 
you know, to Lolo. He's he's doing some like um, he's trying to save all the work he put into Amber M. He's like, Lolo, I appreciate you speaking up, but these conversations should have happened before the deliberation. Yeah. Um, Nani in an interview says Lolo is the last person I want to see in an elimination. And then that's when Nick looks at me and says, earning your skull takes away from seeing great competitors compete. Yeah, this is my bit. I'm going to I'm going to make this short cuz I've already gone on so many tangents, but I think this game is not that much fun anymore if like the the hardcore competitors are kept out of the ring. I I don't understand why it would be more exciting that somebody like Nam or Lolo will not get their chance to go in and get a skull. Yes, if you're talking to TJ, TJ would stand here and be like, well, then you got to win the daily so you have the power to do it. It's not that simple. You're pairing people up with teammates that aren't actually your teammates. There's so many other levels to being able to win. Um, And it's also like... There's never been a sprint or like a hurdling or like a lot of it has involved social games as well. Yeah. And so I don't know, like if you brought somebody on like Lolo because it's like, wow, she's going to kick ass in competitions. And then like you don't really give her a chance to shine and like go head to head with anybody. And we're not going to see her in the final. Like I would have liked to see her in the final. And I get it. It levels the playing field with in some ways, too. But like. I'm not able to see CT really compete. I'm not able to see, you know, really any of the 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 people that I'm like looking forward to competing. It it, it makes it um bad to throw in good competitors in the ring, in the crater. It's like if you do that you're stupid, especially having like, you know, a head-to-head battle of like, oh, be, I'm going to take you out. You can't take people out anymore. In order if you're like I'm taking you out, that means I'm going to block you from getting a chance to get your skull, which is mean, which means I'm going to keep you in. You know what I mean? That yeah. is like the ultimate move is to block somebody who is a threat from competing, which t- steals it from us. I would like to see just like the biggest, strongest, fastest people in the house go head to head. But what happens is it's every single episode. It's a buildup to be like, is Amber M going to go in again? You know, and I understand we've had some good competitions. You had Jay and you had Leroy. You know, there were a couple of really fun sort of like what's going to happen. Most of the season has been like a female competitor wanting to take out a rookie who is small so that they can get their skull. That has been the season. Right. And that is not exciting. Right. And so I'm I'm ready to give up this sort of gold skull aspect i get it you get skulls it's cool you have to earn your way into the final find a different way where it benefits somebody to um you know throw somebody in or throw somebody on the bus or go head to head you know the idea that you have to beat a certain player maybe to get your skull i don't know what it is but i want to see everybody in the ring and everybody compete and it's annoying to me that I'm not going to be able to actually see that. This show is going to go by, and I'm not going to have seen, like, that really great head-to-head. Like, the one great head-to-head, like, for the men, as far as, like, super physical shit, was the fucking hall brawl where we had to see, you know, Nelson get get crushed again. And it's like, I didn't want to see that. I didn't. It doesn't make sense to me. I don't like it. And rant. Mm -mm 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 -mm. You know what, Nick? I agree. Thank you. Um, 
after this del- this deliberation ends with Josh <laughs> saying to everybody, I would appreciate it if you didn't vote us in, um, is what Josh says. And then that brings us to the chamber. Everyone votes. It's pretty lackluster. They all vote for Corey and Amber M, basically. Pretty much. Devin and Gabby go in to see who voted for who. You do get one fun thing where Lolo's in there, and it's uh, she votes for Lolo and Nam. Yeah, and she's, and she's like, she's the a- agents I would like to take. Like She's like saying like she's a spiel. Like, I, vote, she, I voted for this team be- uh, because I hate this team. Yeah. And then like pouts her way out. Um, Amber M and Corey have been voted in by the house and Devin goes, wow, I'm shooting 0%. I'm failing at every endeavor I have tried. Lackluster deal as far as his, uh, double agents reign here. Then he's like, let's throw Cam in. And, and Gabby's like, what? I like this. I, lo- I really enjoyed this where he, for one second, he looks up at the thing. And he's like, wow, everybody, huh? Oh, look, big T. He like notices that big T voted for Amber and Corey. He's like, nobody did what I said. And then he like puts his hand in his, his head in his hand for like a second. And then like looks up. He's like, all right, fine. Let's just throw Cam in. And it's just like throwing Cam in. Uh, it's like a, out of nowhere, but it's like Cam didn't. Yeah, she didn't vote. She didn't vote the way I wanted to. So let's just throw Cam in. And it's like, uh, and <laughs> Gabby's, like, Gabby's like, wait, wait, hold on. What's going on? And yeah. then who's the second person that he's like? It's someone out. Like, what about Casey? Or yeah. something like <laughs> yeah. that. Okay, Casey. <laughs> like the idea. I love the idea that he's like friends with Cam and he's like friends with um, what's his name? Uh, Kyle. But just the idea that they didn't do what he did. Like, let's let's take them out of the game. I'm I'm I need to get some some sort of vengeance here so like this is the close the the, the yeah but gabby's <laughs> like cam's gonna send amber home and then just come back in the house mad at us which is 100 percent exactly what would happen i know i but i do i just love the idea of like okay i've been i need to just have a moment where i've gotten somebody back who's wronged me and like right now i guess she's wronged me so let's just do it that way and i'll get my vengeance and we're being led to believe here that ultimately if the house did not vote in josh and nani Devin is going to put in josh and nani that's something that you know i don't think we've said a lot this episode but was definitely a theme throughout this episode um then the elimination is activated. The green light goes off. Everybody gets their stuff, heads down to the crater. It is a hall brawl. Nani sees it. And in an, in an interview, she says, I see the hall brawl and I get excited. This is something I've always wanted to do. That's interesting. Would you ever thought that she no. wanted to do this? Uh-uh. Maybe it's something that's not a puzzle or something. I don't know. She seems to be psyching herself out of a million things. But the idea that she gets excited for a hall brawl was a little suspect to me. I'm curious. I'm did you really get excited when you saw the hall brawl? But we all know that the hall brawl means it's going to be a girl's elimination because the guys have already done the hall brawl. I know. To have two guy hall brawls without having one female hall brawl is uh, would be ridiculous. Um, also, it's like I was praying that it wasn't another guy's hall brawl. It's like, oh, I'm going to see Corey just get smashed up or whoever was going up against him. So... Um, yeah, it is a hall brawl, and uh, now I guess the idea is like you know you're looking like okay, so Amber M is the smallest person in the house, I think, followed by Gabby, right? Maybe I Big mean, T, maybe Big T, but Gabby and Amber M, pretty good size, yeah. c- Comparison, they're, they're yeah. they they seem to be matched up pretty good, and you know if you're looking, I would 
give it to, if I were to say Gabby versus Amber M, when I'm looking at this, I would say Gabby would win this. She looks like a little bit more athletic than Amber A hundred percent. And the only thing that, while I'm watching this, I'm thinking Gabby should go in there. Yeah. She would beat Amber M. The only thing that I'm thinking would hold her back is the fact that they're like really good friends. So I kept waiting on like an interview moment from Gabby being like, I'd like to go up against Amber M because we're the same size, but... She's my strongest female alliance in the house. You know, I thought we were going to get some sort of a sound clip like that, but we never did. So then that led me to believe that Gabby was going to put herself in. She's been talking this whole episode about how she wants to go in. So TJ says, let's have these compromised agents come on down. Amber M and Corey come down there. And then TJ looks up at Devin and Gabby and he goes, hey, Gabby, do you want to come in? And Gabby says, no. And then TJ says, really? TJ, I mean, there's a moment, I mean, where sometimes TJ has taken stuff in stride when he, I feel like when somebody doesn't want to go in, I was like, oh, he's kind of let up on the thing that he was doing last season where he was like getting pissed at people who didn't want to compete. Um, well, that turned around uh, on last night's Real episode. Real quick. Because, I mean, it was like an out of ca- character moment where it was like, hey, we're not on, I'm not a host of a TV show right now. I'm just like talking to like a person seeing the situation. Like, are you sure you don't want to go in? Like, it kind of seems like this... He's like, you guys are the same size. This is what you've been waiting for. She's served up on a platter for you right now. Like, you're there's two skulls left. The show is almost over. You're in the power position. And this is what you're going to say no to. And, like, you could tell Gabby's like, "Uh uh-oh. Like, I'm getting the business uh, here. And she holds her ground and says, no, sorry, not tonight, TJ. And TJ's like, okay. Uh, and then so she's like my vote is for somebody and what does she say she has like a lead up of like i made promises i've done something Something about that we don't really know where this team's head's at or something like that so the vote is for Darrell and amber b wow and amber b cannot believe gabby has blindsided her she says like okay blindside or something like that like it's because last week amber b did not blindside gabby right that's something they've mentioned on this episode a couple of times but did blindside the allegiance and alliance that they were in and and seems to be you know i don't i don't think amber b has much uh, ground to stand on here as far as what we're seeing on tv ask devin devin says i'm gonna have to do the same i guess yeah and uh just kind of like a womp womp flop of a of a of a vote here on on both ends house and double agents so cam in an interview says gabby's gabby is playing a scared game do you yes. agree with that uh, I don't think this, I, I think it's funny that she uses this because I was upset when everybody was saying scared game, scared game, scared game for like the past three or four seasons. It's an overused term. Yeah. Actually, I do believe that Cam is one of the people who overuses scared game in yeah. her thing. It just is like a trigger for me where I'm like, look, enough with the scared game. It's it, now that is, this is not, in my opinion, what a scared game is when you're a actually scared right. to, to be physical in a competition with one another like to be on a platform and not want to bungee jump off a mountain like into the water during a daily and being like i don't want to do it i wouldn't look at that person being like you're playing a scared game it's like no i'm scared like right. it's not a, a scared game is when you're not voting in ways that are risky and stuff like that and like your strategy isn't risky a scared game is when you are just kind of towing the line yes and and maybe she is doing that i don't necessarily think so 
But it's not like when I'm actually scared. And this is what's happening. She's saying the nerves are getting the better of her. And she just doesn't want to go into like a super hall brawl. It's like daunting yeah. to go into a hall brawl. It's got, you know, it's hurt people in the past. She watched one where two people like crushed their vertebrae trying to do this thing. Not to mention she doesn't have like an angry bone in her body to do that to Amber M. So I, I, I understand why she doesn't go in. I disagree with it, but I do understand. But I don't think that that's a scared game move. Right. I agree with you. Um, TJ says, uh, so Amber B and Darrell go down there. They're standing next to Corey and Amber M. TJ says, it is a girl's night, and this is going to be hall brawl with a twist. So this time it is like about getting three of your balls from one part, from one end to the other end. And um, it seems like Amber B is ready. We're seeing her get suited up. She's putting her helmet on. She lets us know she played rugby. She seems level-headed. She seems like she's ready to do this. Amber M's interview, she seems nervous. She's looking around. She is, I mean. Well, the idea that Amber B plays rugby is like, okay, it's game over. Yeah. This is game over then. You yeah. don't even need to see this. Now, I find, don't you find it interesting what they've done with the um, crater eliminations that it's the same eliminations that they sort of add an element to? Yeah. Um, it's a weird thing. I, I, don't, I don't think I like it so much. I, don't I really... think what they're doing is they're improving the games each time because yeah. they have to. Because I think what happened with that um, Tori-Anisa elimination, the reason why Tori was able to catch up to Anisa, because, you know, it's at one point it was like, oh, Tori might actually make a comeback back after she had struggled with that crate for god knows how long is because anisa didn't know where to throw her balls and was just bouncing balls off of the thing so then they were like okay let's add a puzzle element that shows you where what boxes you need to um break with your balls do you know what i mean yeah so they like sped the game along in that way and i think here this makes it so it's not just like a dog fight right in the middle of the hall brawl it's not about that now it's about getting past the person to put your ball in and 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 the stakes aren't so high that you can only do it once it's like now we're doing it three times or i think with the fessy and nelson it was twice or something yeah i so i think that um i think this is i think it's all laid out i don't think it's a fixing of it i think that this was plotted out from before the season in my opinion okay and i think what it is is they've chosen you know um the women to go first on throwing the medicine balls into like breaking the windows because throwing medicine balls and pulling that cage over with the medicine balls in it would be physically tough just right off the bat yeah for women to do they have less body strength and less body mass so it's 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 uh you know, easier for a guy to, if that was just a guy's competition, they'd both pull the things over and then throw the balls. It wouldn't be much of a competition. Adding for the guy's version a puzzle element to mm. it, I think makes it just harder, puts a little bit more of like a, some weights on the ankles of the guys. And I think with the women's hall brawl, I think that they know when you have these two, these guys in the house slamming into one another, like that's the fight is like they're not going to let each other mm. pass each other easily. With women, I just don't think that the women in this house for the most part are going to like poke each other's eyes out and like smash each other's heads like I think that it would be kind of a stalemate and so you have to add like an equalizer at the mm. end to make it a little bit more fun for us to watch at home and I think that that was maybe structured that way 
I don't know. I That's don't like a good it. Point. I want to see different games every time. I want to see different games every time too. I agree. Um, Amber M does say in her interview before this begins that she's not afraid to play dirty. So I was like, oh, what's she going to do? It turns out what she's going to do is run around in the wrong direction. <laughs> she doesn't really seem to see through her mask. She, she drops the ball. She drops the ball and like point. doesn't like get it. She like that the the whole all the all the other challengers are on like the little podium or like uh, the platform being like get your ball you have yeah. to get the ball amber m <laughs> just looks like a lost child in a macy's kind of like running around trying to find her mom i mean we don't even need to waste any time amber b beats the hell out of amber she m. buries her ct mocks them in an interview he does like a hall brawl with like a super effeminate voice like, excuse yeah. me here we go okay yeah. coming through yeah um which i disagreed with i think they were slamming into each other a little bit yeah but we saw that we, we get it ct but uh, yeah, Amber B just really destroys Amber M. It is not a good moment for Amber M. Darrell in an interview says, I'm proud of Amber B. Um, Gabby says, like, within the first second, I realized I had made a humongous <laughs> mistake. <laughs> yeah. You know, like um, Amber B says basically to Devin and Gabby, thank you for my skull. And then TJ says, Gabby, do you have any regrets? And Gabby says, yes. <laughs> I agree. I liked this from Gabby. I like that she immediately took the blame for it and admitted to us that that was a uh, sm- uh, was not a smart move, and I'm yeah. regretful, and I'm an idiot. And I've, she says she wants to melt into like a puddle of nothingness or whatever. Yeah. She's so embarrassed by the move she made because last week when Amber B made this move, the same move, which was she should have gone in but didn't. Yeah. Um. She was like, remember her interview after she was like, like, my I- interview was uh my uh my. My my move was so strategic, and I think it's a great move, and I'm not regretful of it at all. Yeah, like, and okay. we're like, what? That's stupid. Now <laughs> she did get her skull the following episode, so she probably this was probably it worked out. It probably did work out, and so it wasn't so hard to tell her. But and something tells me Gabby's not going to get her skull based on the interview that we heard today. Yeah, so, Gabby is like, oh, this is such a mistake. Yeah, she says, yes, congrats on your gold skull. TJ says, I hope you get one. There's only one left. Yeah, <laughs> it's. I feel bad for Gabby. Yeah, I do too. I do too. This was a bummer. Um, this had this episode uh, was was hard to watch, and and, and this didn't help. This part at the end, I agree. Yeah. Um, TJ says, "So Corey, that means that the next elimination will determine who your partner is. You are now the rogue agent." And Corey's like, "Great, next partner will be my sixth, sixth one partner." And that's the episode. There is a moment when Amber B is asked. Do you want to change partners? And Amber B is like, I would never change partners. This is my guy. She's like, TJ, you could stop speaking. This is my partner. I love him. And then has like a nice interview about like, we're both kind of fighting for our families. And I feel like we're fighting for each other too, which it does seem that way. They do seem like yeah. maybe one of the stronger partnerships in the house. A hundred percent. And I think that a lot, that's a lot of credit to Darrell. I mean, the way that he's been so positive. Um, I would love to be Darrell's partner. He seems like he'd be a good partner. Yeah. That is the episode folks. I, I think it wasn't the best, but you know what? I can't wait till everybody's skulls are gone. Cause I do <laughs> want to see people uh, stealing skulls from one another. That is going to be fun. So a couple more episodes probably, and we'll start seeing that. Who knows? Maybe there'll be a guy's day next week. There we'll can't be because Corey's by himself. So uh, it has to be a girl. Son of a. Well, anyway, as always, may TJ belittle you for making a stupid decision. And may you melt into a puddle of your own despair once you've realized the mistake you've made. Bye. Bye.